podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is brought to you by Podcorn. What is Podcorn, I hear you ask? Well, it is the must-use tool for any business looking to advertise and any podcast looking for sponsors. I know the hardest thing about starting a podcast was trying to find people to sponsor the show, but Podcorn takes away that difficulty in its easy-to-use marketplace. Podcasts of all sizes can browse the dozens and dozens of potential sponsors to find the right ones that suit their show. They get to set their own rates and get to collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. They even get the option to do ad reads, interviews, topical discussions, and more. What's the catch I hear you say? Surely, if you use Podcorn, you give up the rights to your show? No, 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 no. You silly goose, that's not true at all. Not only do you not give up any of the show's rights, but Podcorn help you every step of the way to ensure you're protected and compensated for all the hard work that you do. I know how hard you need to work to put together a show. And getting paid by a sponsor, a brand that I like, use and trust, is a dream come true. It's all free and so easy to use. So who doesn't love something that's free? So go check out the link in the show's description and head over to podcorn.com. That's P-O-D-C-O-R-N.com. The must-use tool for anyone serious about podcasting. And Pete Ball, check. PFC and Pete Ball again. Copy. On the show today, we recap everything that happened in Puerto Mayo. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly from the race weekend. Verstappen picks up a triple crown of track limit exceeds. Hamilton and the other drivers and media boycott social media altogether. Alfa Romeo fail in their Imola penalty protest and the stat of the week and much, much more. But first, we need to hand the mic over to a man. Now, this man once went to a feminist rally and came back with a sandwich and his shirt ironed. He once passed an English test with only a calculator. And that man is David Croft. Take it away, Croft. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week. One man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. Is right, ladies and gentlemen. It is your boy, the main squeeze. Coldy back once again with a huge show. A show so big, people are stopping in the streets. They're looking at my show up and down and they're telling me, Coldy, damn, that's a big show. And uh, sorry, you, you guys over there, I didn't see you coming. I'd like to introduce you to someone. This over here, that's my Fermi. And if you'd like to come up, introduce yourself and just park it on up into the Fermi, that'd be lovely. Because it is the Park It In My Fermi show, the show talking all things Formula One. All the news, opinions, discussion, results, predictions, love triangles, backdoor politics, and just backdoor everything. If it happens in Formula One, we're going to cover it more than Max Verstappen's covers the wrong side of track limits. So have it at parkitinmyfermi.com if you've missed out on anything. Any of the episodes, that is. They're all going to be sitting there, big, fat, juicy bangers, ready to be plucked from the tree that is car racing. 
and look down at your listening device. Yeah, yeah, you, the one I'm talking to right there. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Hit that subscribe and or follow button nice and gently. Oof, ooh, not too rough. Just caress it with the tip of your finger so you can be one of the lucky ones anywhere in the world to hear my smooth, soothing, sexy sounds the moment that it gets uploaded twice a week. Please, sir, can I have some more? You bet your sweet behind you can. I'm on the Twitters, Instagram, and of course the Facebooks too, at Parker in my family. So come on over, slide into those DMs, and I'll be sitting back waiting with a glass of wine, arms wide open, ready to catch you, hold you, whisper sweet nothings into your ear. So don't be afraid. We have a mammoth show for you today. We're going to recap everything that happened from Porto Mayo, bring you the good, the bad, the ugly. Oh, you better believe we will. And also bring you that piping hot, tasty snack that is your stat of the week. But first, oh, I, know, I mean, is it me or is it Raw Seek once again? We have another race to talk about because next weekend we're heading over to Barcelona. To Barcelona. But you know what? We can't start anything without talking about the news. Let's uh, let's go. News, 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 news. Cody, Formula One news. Pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news. It's the pimp news, pimp news. Didn't steal this. It's definitely the pimp news, pimp news, pimp news coming through your ears right now. Pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news, pimp news, yeah. Okay, whistle man, do your thing. Max Verstappen, we're going to start with him because he completed the triple crown of track limits over the weekend. This is what Helmut Marker had to say to Sky Sports in Germany. Now we've lost the victory, the fastest lap and the pole position. All good things come in three. I hope that this is the end of it. Christian Horner went on to say it's close. I wish it was a lot closer. It's a long season and we can't afford to have any retirements or silly mistakes. So we just need to keep on doing what we're doing. He said the track limit rules and the consistency of its application was a continually continuing bone of contention. He said that his other driver, Sergio Perez, who finished fourth, has been super frustrated earlier in the race when he was passed by McLaren's Lando Norris, who appeared to go off without any punishment. We get a document from the FIA and it changes from one day to the next. The application of these are frustrating. That's what Horner said. Now, I have to agree. Free practice to qualifying to the race, it's, it's different track limits for each one. Why is it so difficult for this to be monitored? Put gravel there. Put a sensor there that as soon as you do it, there's no warning. Bam. Five second penalty. If they got a five second penalty every time they exceed track limits then they're going to stop doing it. Anyway, this is not going to be the end of it. We've had three races so far, three races where track limits are a thing. Lando Norris last week in Imola set an amazing qualifying, of course, in week one, or sorry, round one in Bahrain. We had the Max Verstappen-Lewis Hamilton incident, and now we've got it again. It's just very, very frustrating. We had, ha- we had what is it, Verstappen with the fastest lap taken away because of that. You know, whereas Lando Norris is allowed to go around. Come on, guys. Moving on, Hamilton is one of 12 drivers boycotting social media over the weekend. Hamilton, Lando Norris, George Russell, Valtteri Bottas, Danny Rick, Charles Leclerc, 
Max Verstappen, Mick Schumacher, Nicholas Latifi, Esteban Ock and Pierre Gasly, and Nikita Mazepin. Probably good Nikita's off it, because uh, that way he can't post any more videos of him sexually assaulting anyone. What an idiot. I still can't get over that. Just, just... Just don't post it, idiot, moron. Jesus. They all followed suit ahead of this weekend's Portuguese Grand Prix on Friday. This is what Lewis Hamilton had posted on Instagram to stand in solidarity with the football community. I will be going dark on my social media channels this weekend. There is no place in our society for any kind of abuse online or not. And for too long, it's been easy for a small few to post hate from behind their screens. While a boycott might not solve the issue overnight, we have to call for the change when needed. Even when it seems like an almost impossible task, sport has the power to unite us. Let's not accept abuse as part of the sport, but instead, let's be the ones who make a difference for future generations. I agree 100% with what he said. People that abuse people or troll people online, it's cowardly. It's stupid and ridiculous. Okay? But when these guys, these drivers and Sky Sports and Formula One have the platform where they can reach tens of millions of people each. Why go dark on the matter? You know, it's like, all right, we've got a voice. We're, we're one of the, the, the chosen, we're the face of this sport. We're the ones out there. Yet we're going to be not talking about it. We're going we're gonna to show how much we're in solidarity by just... Um, not discussing it. If you've got this platform, if you've got this ability to get the message out, then talk about it. Bring it to the forefront. You know, you've got this Black Lives Matter movement right now. Lewis Hamilton, face of it for Formula One. Only black athlete. He's out there doing his part. But why not talk about bullying online? Right now, they're running away from the issue. Oh, no, but we're doing it. We're standing in solidarity. No, you're not. You're choosing to stand up for it by not talking about it. That's what you're doing right now. Great idea. Poorly executed. Moving on. Alfa Romeo penalty protest from Imola. Fails. They got a 30-second penalty. Raikkonen was handed that at the Italy's Imola circuit after the race was halted by a crash between Mercedes, Valerie Bottas and Williams' George Russell. And then given a rolling restart, stewards had ruled that the Finn should have gone to the pit lane after a spin when the safety car was leading the field before the restart, rather than remaining on track. Alvaro Romeo said that they'd asked for guidance since the situation was unclear, but the answer came back too late for them to act on it. Why penalise him after the race then? Okay, you seem to know straight away what the rule is. Okay, you're willing to penalise them straight after the race. So you know you had a list of rules. You've got to know these rules inside and out. But instead of penalising him after the race, uh, instead of doing it during the race when he can serve that 30 seconds, get on with it, try and claw it all back, you do it afterwards. Piss poor effort, FIA. You've cocked it up once more. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is your news. Alright guys, it's time to recap what has happened. What a big race we had. It was huge. So exciting. Okay, Maury Povich just handed me a card and it said that that is a lie. Yeah, it was a bit boring. But it was always going to be. Don't get me wrong. I was still alright with the race with some interest. But it was just kind of meh. 
It was like going home with a girl to find out that she is a massive Maldonado fan. Like, yeah, I'm, I'd still give you a ride in my pole position, but I ain't thrilled about it. No rain on the circuit with wide runoffs where Red Bull are slower th with DRS behind the Mercedes. It, it's just not a good circuit. It's not a good recipe. We've only raced there last year because of the Rona, and we only raced there this year because of China. So let's not pretend that Portimao is the saviour to our calendars. It was the first boring race of the season, and I tell you this right now, if it was dry in Italy for Imola, we would be saying the same thing about that. We only talk about Portimao in any sort of light because Kimi Raikkonen had the start of his life last year. But a big congratulations. Let's not be Debbie Downers. Let's give a big congratulations to Mercedes and Sir Lewis Hamilton. Big win there. Extends the lead over Max Verstappen, but we have a lot to unpack. We are going to go through everything from the week and later in the show. We'll be talking about the good, the bad, the ugly. Oh, yeah. Well, let's kick things off on the weekend with free practice. And yes, Mazepin had a little whoopsie, but it's okay. No damaged cars, but to be honest, free practice wasn't that interesting. Vettel forgot what team he drives for. I think he, I think he was just personally just a bit bored and did it on purpose. Like what happened was he drove into the pits and stopped where the Ferraris were last year. And now that's where the McLarens are. And he needed to go forward to the Aston Martins. Really? There's three different teams, three different colors and the pit you stopped at had no mechanics out for you. Is this your idea of comedy? Nah, I still had a good chuckle though. Take a listen to what happened. Okay, sorry for that. Had to happen at some point. <laughs> sorry, I was wondering why there's nobody there. My boy Yuki Sonoda went racing. Actually, nah, stuff him. He's not my boy. He isn't my boy anymore. Had to finally drop him out of the fantasy team considering he was like $11 million and Norris is only $13 million. I had to upgrade, but he still had a nice little scrap out there after a pleasant exchange. I was actually concerned Sonoda had stopped swearing. Let's take a listen. Don't slow down, keep pushing, Yuki. Keep pushing. I am! Oh no, he, let, he don't let me pass me. Copy, copy, keep up the pace. Don't open the gap. Oh no, but then... The good lord put Seb Vettel in Sonoda's way, and we got this gem. I don't know what Vettel's doing. I know you. So Sonoda, my little spring roll, my little dumpling, my little fried rice. So racist, I've got to stop doing that. I love you. You are still my favorite. But my God, you've got to be out of my fantasy team because you are hurting me big time. Moving on, quali qualifying time now. Now, there's a little bit of drama with my boy, Danny Rick, Daniel Avocado, not getting out of Q1. Going to P16 and stuck down the back end with the two Haas's Mazepin, Schumacher, Nicholas Latifi, and Lance Stroll of Aston Martin. It was really odd, both Alfa Romeo's advance and they are quietly just doing their thing and I love it. Russell had a blinder and now Danny Rick needs to start from the back of the grid. Q2 saw George Russell nearly shock everyone. He is Mr. Saturday for a reason, but for a majority of the session, he was well inside the top 10, you know. You know it was going to be close. But pipped at the end and finished P11, four one-hundredths behind Sebastian Vettel. Edge of your seat, madness. 
But then it was time for the big boys, the large marges, as we look onto Q3. Seven different teams represented in Q3. Not bad. Probably hasn't happened for some time. Big surprise there was Seb Vettel. Made it into Q3 by the skin of his teeth, as you heard earlier, when his teammate couldn't even get out of Q1, and Lance apparently had all the upgrades this weekend. Max was very upset towards the end of Q3 and wasn't able to get on pole thanks uh, to a bit of traffic according to him, which I find a bit odd. Now, why is there so much traffic at Porto Mayo when there's only half the field on the track? And, and I mean, it's a good length. It's not the largest circuit, but it's still a good length. She ain't an itty-bitty, itty though. But nevertheless, he got some traffic and this was what he had to say. Verstappen then, racing towards the line. This time is only good enough for P3. Oh, mate. Unbelievable. And that's P3. Mate, why do these guys not move? I'm in a fast lap. But big congrats to Valtteri Bottas getting his first pole of the season and keeping the tradition alive of keeping Hamilton away from his 100th pole position. Take a listen to the celebration from Bottas on that one. Bottas on pole for Mercedes. Hard work, mate. <laughs> I told you, it will fail. Yes. That's good. Thank you. But there is one more thing I want to bring up, and that is qualifying. And that is the enthusiasm of some teams versus other teams. Now, yes, you could probably... I mean, you hear what happens when Lewis Hamilton gets a pole or gets a win. They're still excited. Take a listen to Carlos Sainz getting P5 and just how up and about his team were. Carlos Sainz, fifth fastest overall then, and ahead of his teammate Charles Leclerc. You confirmed P5. Nice job. Good work, guys. Good job over these two weeks to change up the best driving style. Yeah, you, you keep it together also in the conditions, so nice job. Now they seem over the fucking moon, don't they? Well, how about Alpine? Ocon gets P6 just behind science. Take a listen to that. Fantastic news, Esteban. P6. Oh, very nice. Three thousands to P5 as well. Um, Science just pitched you at the end. Good job, guys. That is uh, hard work being off there, right there. Ferrari and Science P5 in that car is still a good result. Be fucking happy. That response was the equivalent of an unenthusiastic hand job, and it was like you were going through the motions. Ocon getting P6 was like Jessica Alba taking off a top and rubbing a tig old bitties in your face. Congrats Alpine for getting Alba's babalones. Moving on. It's race time now and great start by Bottas with Verstappen passing Hamilton off the line and it was Bot Verham moving around the corner. It was all going smoothly until Kimi ran into his teammate Racing Car Jesus and we needed a safety car. Now Racing Car Jesus is okay, he was able to resurrect his race in the opening lap so we didn't have anyone pit that I saw but it wasn't too much mucking around out the front. Max switched the tyres first to go to the hard while Bottas pitted immediately after for the hard and Max's tyres were already warm and he was able to get the pass on Bottas. With Lewis ahead of them and Perez now leading the race without having pitted, Perez was told to stay out and extend the multiple multiple times. Extend the run as Red Bull wanted to try and hold up Lewis. However, the tyres were so worn and it was really just 
easy pickings for Lewis, but it was also led to this hilarious radio message. Take a listen to Lewis. And Lewis Hamilton takes the lead of the Portuguese Grand Prix. Pull flag. Nope, you're racing him. He's yet to stop. Perez was going so damn slow that Lewis thought he was a backmarker. I mean, if that doesn't display the effects of worn tires versus relatively new ones, I don't know what will. Alonso did look like the Alonso of old, just picking apart the field left, right, and center. He had a magnificent race, but the moment of the race I loved was seeing the young rookie Mick Schumacher get a good clean overtake passing Nicholas Latifi. Yeah, it wasn't at the pointy end of the grid, but it was good to see that in a race where there are no points for either of them, that Mick was still able to give it a crack and have a great piece of overtaking. Lewis then went on to win the race. Let's take a listen. Sir Lewis Hamilton's been night and day ahead of the rest here in Portimao this afternoon. He wins the Portuguese Grand Prix. Get in there, Lewis. Awesome race, mate. What absolute fantastic race pace. That was good, bro. Thanks so much, Bono. All the guys, thank you so much. Let's keep pushing. There's a lot of work to do. Yeah, we know that, mate. Yeah. Verstappen finished second and was pretty pleased with that effort. Verstappen comes home for second place. Alrighty, done. Oh. <laughs> that was not easy. That was until the end of the race. See what happened towards the end of the race was Bottas, Perez, Verstappen all had time to stop and pit and go for the fastest lap with Bottas getting it. Verstappen then beating that time only to have it taken away for exceeding track limits. Now we got to see the exact moment where he was made aware of this thanks to David Coulthard. Let's take a listen. Race. Yeah, it was pretty, <clears throat> pretty decent. Um, I had a good restart and then of course I tried to put the, the pressure on Valtteri, but um, yeah, at the end I think we just lacked a little bit of pace uh, overall. So Lewis got, got by again and uh, once <clears throat> after the pit stop, I think uh, yeah, the warm up is super hard on these, on these tires. But yeah, I think once we, we settled in second, you could clearly see around here we were lacking a bit of pace compared to them. Uh, but still, second fast lap in the last lap. Uh, well, I think it had been deleted for track limits at turn 14, right really? at the end. So, okay. I, I mean, it's aggressive it's to go for one. it. The good thing is it didn't go to Lewis. It obviously went to Valtteri, who took it the lap before you. Uh, did you feel like you were outside of track limits when you did it? Oh, that's a bit odd because... Uh, they were not checking track limits on 14, but whatever. Well, on to the next race. How's your feeling? Do you think this was a race that would favour Mercedes and then on to Spain where you can make a fight back? Yeah, I think this was in general a bit of an odd weekend in terms of grip. And we were not, I think, not on top of it here, but uh, we'll see again what we can do in Barcelona. Congratulations for the momentum. On to the next one. But that was everything that happened in the race. We will go through the good, the bad, the ugly a little later on but first it is time for your stat of the week i'm a stat man formula one stat man cody's a stat man yeah stats uh i'm a stat man oh yeah oh yeah stat time yeah oh so much stats so many stats I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Make it longer. Uh, stats, stats, stats. Yeah. 
Man, and today there are jokes and memes going around that we always see is Hambotver. Hambotver, Hambotver. Nothing but Hambotver when it comes to a race. And on this weekend in Portugal, it was a bit of the same. The Portimao race saw a Hambotver, although it was Hambotver. This time around, it doesn't really matter. On the podium, we saw them, the three, the trio there for the 15th time. Now, this is the most all time by any three drivers. Do with that information what you will, because that, my friends, was your stat of the week. Bada bada bee, ba ba bada ball. He's a stat man. Ooh, that was a good stat. That was a good stat. Yeah, such a good stat. Amazing. Such a such a good stat. Hell yeah. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Ba ba da ba dee, ba 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 da ba. Ba 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 da ba da ba dee, ba 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 da ba. Okay, as we do with every single race, we got to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, and there is plenty to unpack from the Portuguese Grand Prix. Oh, yes. As I walk down Main Street, dust flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to be starting off with the good... We're going to start with Lewis Hamilton. Great race win, starting from P3. Drove excellent. Can't fault it at all. He was just superb, sublime. Trying to say two words at once. Doesn't always work. Also good, Alpine. Both drivers finishing in top 10. P8 and P7. Awesome turnaround from what they were doing in the first few races. Loved it. Take a listen to Fernando Alonso as he crosses the line. Awesome job, mate. That was a solid race, P8 and P7 for the team. Well done, guys. It was a good weekend. We had a good car, so we deserve these double points. Good job, everyone. Daniel Ricciardo is good during the race, that is. Just the race only. None of the other crap. But he started P16 and finished P9. Excellent drive taker. Listen to him at the start of the race. He was fired up and locked in. Make some good shit happen today. Yeah, boy. Sergio Perez, great drive. Didn't gain or lose any places, but just drove solidly. Did what the team asked of him. Great drive. Team driver, in fact. And Antonio Giovinazzi, good. Racing car, Jesus. Great drive as well. I do like what Alfa Romeo are doing this year, with the exception of Kimi running into back of his own teammate on lap one. Great drive by Antonio Giovinazzi, racing car, Jesus. Now, that was the good. Let's start talking about the bad. Oh, yeah, and they're really bad. Okay, so we're starting with the bad. We've got to talk about Pirelli. Yeah, 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 okay. Why am I talking about them? They made their tyres too damn good. And that is not always a good thing when it comes to racing. It means that you could go on the medium tyres for 40 laps and still not have any issues. Next time on a track like that, which is just perfect for your tyres, bring the ultras and the super softs. Make it a little more interesting. The bad Kimmy on the opening lap, running into the back of his own teammate. Not sure why he did that. There was plenty of space. He just had an absolute brain fart. Take a listen. who has lost half of his front wing going down the main straight. Yeah, my f***ing 
The bad Portimao circuit, it's bland. There's a reason we hadn't raced there for 20 something years. We're only there last year because of the Rona and we're only there this year because of China. So don't get comfortable, your track is rubbish. The bad, Valtteri Bottas. All the hard work from qualifying undone by poor driving. It's like he starts losing confidence behind the wheel of that Mercedes and is just sitting, as just a sitting duck for the other quick drivers around him. Silly mistakes here and there. Something, uh, something not even his fault. Most of the time it's not. Might be a pit stop issue, but there's always just something though. Always an excuse for Bottas. The bad George Russell. After an amazing Saturday from Mr. Saturday himself, Mr. Sunday was nowhere to be seen. Qualified P11, but finished the race P16. He was just going backwards the entire race. The car was struggling around the, any sort of traffic out there. It just couldn't get around it with the windy conditions during the race. Let's take a listen to Russell. Just never seemed to be in control of that car out there. The car's undrivable as soon as I get near anyone. Oh, now it's time for the ugly. Oh, and there was some hideousness out there. Okay, let's talk about the ugly. We're going to start with Danny Rick, my boy. Daniel Avocado. Just Daniel Rick in qualifying, though. What the hell happened there? He had a little bit of an overcorrection at one point in that fastest lap, but it shouldn't have been enough to knock him out. I just think he had a bad run, just didn't have the pace, just no confidence in the car. I don't know what it is. Lando Norris is killing it, though. Love what he's doing. Added him to the fantasy team. And the ugly back again, Nikita Mazepin. Ooh, dude. Just get out of the fucking way. We'll listen to the post-race interview first, where he is stating that he wasn't warned about it. You picked up a five-second time penalty for, for, for Checo for Blue Flags. What's your view of how that all happened? Well, uh, pretty simple, you know, totally my mistake on that. Um, I was converted to plan C middle of the race. Um, and to be honest, I expected to go out, um, you know, after the second stop. I think I was one of the only ones to the two stops, maybe, um, to go out on my own. Um, and obviously, I didn't really get a warning from the team, but yeah, no excuses on this. Uh, just my fault. I apologize to check already. Now listen very carefully. See if you can hear Nikita get warned that Sergio Perez is approaching and there will be some blue flags. Okay, we'll have a blue for Perez now. Blue for Perez now and then no more blues. Okay, good job. We go mode push, mode push. I think I screwed Checo. Sorry about that. Dude, just sort your shit out. And there is a high chance that Daddy Mazepin is going to be buying that team. So Nikita isn't going anywhere in a hurry. I get it. You're getting the laps in. But be aware of your surroundings when you drive in Formula One. This isn't karting. These cars are big. You need to give enough space and just to quote Gunter, get out of the fucking way. But that was your good, the bad and the ugly. What did you guys think? Did I miss out on anything? Probably. Head over to the socials at Parkin in my firm, eh? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm there. I'm there. Don't be shy. I welcome intruders. Come on, slide into the DMs. Uh, like your Mazepin sliding off the track. 
But that was your good, the bad, the ugly. And that's going to do it for another show. What a fantastic weekend of action we had. Yeah, the race was a bit meh, but we still had bits and pieces that I loved. It was incredible. And don't get comfortable. You can't sit back. You can't rest on those laurels because we're going to be back next week. Heading head to Barcelona, heading to Spain. Carlos Sainz, Sainz and Fernando Alonso will be up and about. Heading back to the old homeland. So everybody get excited. Make sure you subscribe and follow on all the podcast listening devices and of course head over to parkinginmyfermay.com if you've missed out on any of the episodes the 34 that we've had before us because i am so excited to bring you some more action but of course as always thank you so much for listening thanks for listening sports social podcast network